do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Libro Cubicalist. This show is like a, a journal where I talk about all the things that my brain has consumed so they do not sit up there and fester and slowly drive me mad. <laughs> you may not have consumed some of this meter yourself, so I feel like I should warn of that possibility warning last but least in an idea stolen from john gabris i offer to you the following deal rate the podcast five stars in itunes and i will read just about anything you put in the review easy peasy socratesy i will now push a button that will start a series of five five minute timers like this I was going to push a button there, but I just want to say uh, it took us five tries, but that was the first time I did the opening without screwing up. So, uh, pat on back for self. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to review some things. Monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Crazy Carl's Corrupted Oompa Loompa Warehouse. Thank you for that sponsorship. If you are following along, and I have no doubt that you are, you will know that the quote-unquote on-the-go movie series I have on-the-go right now is Phantasm. So last week I watched Phantasm, just period. Uh, which means, of course, this week we're talking Phantasm II, or 2, if you prefer. Uh, I think I gave Phantasm 1 a very low review. I didn't, uh, like, I could barely remember it at all. Anything that happened, I don't really know. There's the balls. Yeah, I guess the tall guy. Scary, sure. Uh, this one, I feel like, took a bit of a left turn in a good way. In that it's got some of that uh, 80s... Uh, creepy gory maybe campy uh horror vibe from like a like a later friday the 13th movie which are my sort of favorite uh, not friday the 13th well yeah maybe that as well uh more like a nightmare on elm street like it, it took a bit of, like like a weirder a weirder turn which i appreciated so uh strange and this doesn't happen very often but uh very much more enjoyed Faz phantasm 2 uh, compared to Phantasm 1. It just, uh, 
it, you know what? I, I'm just realizing there could probably be a case made for a comparison between Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 and Phantasm Phantasm 2. Because the stories are very, very similar, uh, just like they were in Evil Dead. And the, the second one is better, I would say, in both cases. And the, they have upped the craziness, which is definitely true of this. Uh, let me see if the IMDA tells us anything. I don't think it does. Uh, Mike, comma, now released from a psychiatric hospital, continues his journey to stop the evil tall man from his grim work. His grim work, which uh, I'm not 100% sure what it is, something he's from an evil alternate dimension and taking dead people and taking out their goos and mixing with other goos and a lot of goos involved in this uh regardless of goos we're gonna go ahead and give it like a, a solid three maybe even some some cool things you only see in 80 movies four out of five moving on to another oh yeah this this one i very much liked uh why don't i just right off the bat say five out of five uh it's called black mountainside uh kind of flew under the radar a bit i think um uh, let me read the imda because this is a bit of a weird one uh black mountainside follows a group of archaeologists after they uncover a strange structure in northern canada dating over ten thousand years before the present hmm, that's a weird sentence dating over ten thousand years ago let's just say uh the team find finds themselves isolated when their communication systems fail and it is not long before they begin to feel the effects of the solitude that sounds like a cool movie right there but uh this is very much sort of feeling of in the vein of uh the thing and there was another movie that, while watching this, I tried to figure out what it was and couldn't. So maybe audience participation would be appreciated here. Uh, and that was a movie where people in the Arctic sort of digging into the ice let something loose and then shit goes awry. Uh, I believe in that movie it was some sort of virus. This also is that? Question mark? Uh, this is a, the, the thing that I like of this movies and movies do this. It leaves the decision of whether what was unearthed by these archaeologists, is it a biological thing that is, let's just say it, driving these people insane to, for example, cut off their own hands, just as an example, or is it like a, which is also hinted at, uh, a more of a, a phantasm, uh, uh, like... Uh, like uh, X-Files-y sort of thing. Yeah, well, let's say that. X-Files-y. Use that verb. Uh, I lean towards the uh, virus thing, just because they explained it so well, even with the sort of paranormally kind of feel to some of the things that happen. Uh, so, uh, and, and oh, the other thing, uh, uh, without giving it away, the ending, uh, the ending is not happy. <laughs> and uh as quite often come up comes up on this podcast i like a not happy ending usually because i'm not expecting it uh and there was a lot of that in this movie just throughout things i wasn't expecting which uh, i think tends to uh 
uh, have me give the movie a higher rating. Uh, unlike in this next movie, Masterminds. Mm. A Zach Galifianakis joint. Uh, it's good. It's funny. Uh, you'll have some laughs. Uh, as you heard, the timer is already uh, timed down. Counted down, I believe a human would say. Uh, so I'm going to go through these quickly. Plus, I got a big game gabbin. So uh, Masterminds, I'll go a solid three. Which, if you're unfamiliar with my rating scale, three is for enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. And uh, that probably fits well for Masterminds. Uh, moving on to Moonlight. Uh, continuing on in my very infrequent and i think i must have missed some uh watching of movies that were nominated for oscars or emmys oscars yeah oscars uh it was good i enjoyed it uh rating wise I'd go four out of five yeah uh it didn't quite go where i thought it was gonna go like <laughs> I, I went into this completely blind having seen the cover of the like the the movie poster that's that's all i knew of this movie the movie poster and it was uh, nominated for a bunch of stuff that's all i knew uh which i think is quite often a good way to go into a movie uh last but least not least not great uh is a movie called going berserk uh stars a lot of sctv folk which sounds like a good idea but maybe it just doesn't hold up so well um kind of corny kind of cheap feeling i i, I don't know it, it just didn't strike me that uh, that well uh like i don't even know if i can go three uh, let's go three out of five with the asterisks that uh i don't like giving canadians three out of five <laughs> yeah how about that Today's television talk sponsor is Poop Brook Resort. Thank you for your sponsorship. Uh, I have just realized that inadvertently, without planning, uh, and I swear I did not plan this, on a stack of Bibles, although I am an atheist, uh, uh, Going Berserk, the movie I just spoke of, starred, well didn't star, uh, had within it uh, the Canadian actor Eugene Levy. This television talk was created by both um, uh, Eugene and uh, Dan Levy, which I did not plan at all. Seriously. Uh, the show is Shit's Creek. Uh, I should say that is spelled S-C-H-I-T-T-S. Huh? Um... And uh, we're here to talk the first two seasons, and I have heard, uh, which I was very happy to hear, that uh, season three is in the works. Uh, okay, so if you're unfamiliar with the show, what is it? Uh, Eugene Levy, uh, Catherine O'Hara, uh, Daniel Levy, I think most people call him Dan Levy, uh, and what's the girls? Is it Annie Murphy? Hmm. Uh, and daughter, so uh, a, a family of four 
are super, super rich and loaded and other things that mean wealthy. Uh, when all of a sudden uh, shits get turns upside down, shits, <laughs> uh, and so they find themselves in the uh, quote unquote poorhouse, or I suppose more accurately in the poor motel because uh, they lose all their assets with the exception of a town, a town by the name of, you guessed it, Shits Creek. Okay, just in case you didn't guess it. Um, apparently Eugene, and that's not his name on the show, uh, bought the town for his son as like a joke back in the day, back in their rich days. So they're forced to move into the town into a, a, a motel and their, their new life begins. And uh, I will say, comedy ensues. Uh, you have uh, Chris Elliott as the mayor of the town. He is is pretty perfect in this role of a, a, a hick mayor, I suppose, if you wanted to boil it down. But it's got subtler layers than that. And and I think that's a, a, a good way to look at this show. A show of subtlety b mixing with ridiculousness. Uh, potentially, uh, you're going to see just people who used to be rich uh trying to get by in a world that they are unfamiliar with a real i suppose you would say a fish out of water story uh daniel uh, levy the son of this family uh is in or plays or both uh plays a, a gay man in this sort of very very hicky town and uh, i gotta say some of the uh, wardrobe choices that he makes throughout this really just deserve a show unto themselves uh the daughter uh, and because i am horrible with names don't know either the actress or probably couldn't tell you the name of the character either uh no no i'm not gonna get it uh she's sort of like a like your uh, typical high society spoiled brat type uh with a bit of a wild side uh Catherine o'hara she's a form plays a former uh i think like soap opera actress who's uh i guess seen better days has uh enjoys her booze i suppose you could say um the girl who plays uh chris elliott's uh wife she's got a really strong milf vibe going uh I should say that this was a uh, Watched with the Misses show, and uh, she very much enjoyed it as well. Uh, perhaps when season three is on, we will talk more of it. I hope so. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> Today's book banter sponsor is the Druid Queen. If you are following along, as I have already hinted at, you will already know that we're talking a Forgotten, Ro Forgotten Realms Druid Home series, book number three, which is kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of book number six in a larger series. Uh, in the final volume of this trilogy, the Kendrick family continues to rule the Moonshea Isles, but the era of peace is threatened. Unseen f by unseen forces. 
Mm, doesn't really tell you much of anything. Uh, the Unseen Forces is actually a very, very cool thing in, uh, in this one. Uh, these Moonshade Isles really get picked on uh, and probably no more than in this one. Like, uh, for some reason, evil gods see these islands, these group of islands, uh, with, uh, with, with people who are very peaceful, you know, they could fight for their land and they're, and they're tough in that they'll, uh, they'll take the, they'll do what it, what's needed to survive, but they're a, a fairly peaceful folk and, uh, and, and peace is, is blossoming all over the realm. So when the evil gods see this, they're like, no, not gonna do it. Oh my god, why did I just do that? Uh, now, in previous books, it was usually one evil thing. One usually evil god sees this and says, Alright, I'm going to come in here and fuck shit up. Um, the god protecting this realm is called the Earth Mother, which is where, uh, in this Forgotten Realms, the druids get their powers. So uh, when she sort of is killed, basically but apparently not quite uh druids lose their powers and the the realm can revert to a less natural state which is not good in this one uh the final book they're like whoever wrote this mr douglas now uh probably realized he had six books uh sorry five books previous where he had written about how gods wanted to take over and decided to up the ante in this final book and have two gods <laughs> try to overthrow the earth mother uh one was uh, i think helm like a god of uh not necessarily even evil this one which i didn't really get uh like temple of helm god of justice or fighting or something like that uh and then the other much more evil god was like the god of monsters <laughs> literally the god of monsters uh which you don't want to mess with uh, what they decided was they were going to further, uh, you got two evil gods already. Uh, they were going to further this evilness by trying to release a demigod of giants. Jesus. So basically you got, uh, monsters, gods, clerics, uh, giants, all trying to stop the earth mother from, uh, having a peaceful realm, which is not a very nice thing to do. Uh, probably primarily it is the monsters or the giants rather that, uh, the, the, the band of adventurers end up fighting monsters in the form of fire bulgs. I know I'm saying that and pronouncing it wrong and, uh, trolls. Uh, the thing I like about fighting trolls is because, um, in D&D, you have to kill trolls with fire. So, for example, if you were to cut off a troll's arm, it would regrow. If you were uh, to cut off a troll's arm and then burn the stump, then it wouldn't regrow. That, that sort of idea. So the only way to kill them is with fire. Uh, eventually, these trolls get their hands on this uh, axe made out of diamond. And somehow, some way, I guess through godly knowledge, uh, the head troll guy realizes... That if he cuts off parts of himself with this, uh, then it would regrow uh, like trolls. So uh, there was a scene, maybe a couple of scenes, 
where he cut off his own fingers with this axe and then each of his uh, five fingers on each hand would then sprout new trolls. So like it was a giant growing troll army. Pretty cool idea. Uh, rating wise, I go five out of five. I really like this one. Good end to the trilogy. Today's game, Gabin's sponsor is Abzu Driving School. I realized I forgot the book banter sponsor, Idiot, which is Kill It With Fire Extermination Incorporated. Oh wait, that has to do with trolls. That's weird. Uh, anyways, uh, PS4 cleanup. If you are unfamiliar with my occasional PS4 cleanups, what that means is uh, I have a PlayStation Plus membership, which means every month I get, uh, you know, two, three free games. Oh, great stuff. Uh, I will then uh, periodically, because I let them sort of pile up, uh, go and see what I have downloaded, play through them, and uh, clean them out of there. Keep the ones that I like. Get rid of the ones that I don't like. Uh, on this particular one, it looks like we are... One, two, three, four. We got five games. One I loved. One was okay. The rest were either bad or shit. And I'm using the not shit's creek shit. I mean feces. Game the first, Tiny Troopers Joint Ops. Sounds like a horrible game. And it was pretty, pretty bad. Uh, I will admit, uh, not being a professional reviewer of things, uh, sometimes when I realize right away that I'm not going to like something, I stop. Because I'm not getting paid to do this, you fucking idiot. Uh, I am, however... Uh, wasting my time when I know I will not have further fun. So uh, that will fit into the Tiny Troopers Joint Ops. <laughs> oh, God, that title. Uh, of the shit games, this was the least shit. There was potential that if this was a game I played back in the 90s, uh, I would have enjoyed parts of it, would have been impressed by it, but uh, it really wasn't very good. Uh, next is, uh, you know what? I, I shouldn't have called all of these shit. I just realized that one. Yes. And this next one. Yes. The worst, uh, pumped BMX plus. I never write down what I'm going to say just about, uh, I did for this one, write down more like pumped BMX minus that, that that's how much I did not like this game. I wrote something bad down about it to remember to say pumped bmx plus no more like pumped bmx minus <laughs> yeah really really bad um this is basically a flash game if you've ever played one of those flash games where you're on a motorcycle or some sort of maybe even a bicycle uh 2d going from one side of the screen to the other and controlling your your sort of pitch of your thing going off jumps and uh, the the fact that this is on a playstation 4 sickens me okay moving on to uh stories colon the path of destinies 
another pretty shitty title, but I will say this was the second best of these movies, uh, games rather. Uh, I beat it to the first chapter and, uh, I can say that, uh, potentially I will go back to it. Yeah. I was still having fun when I stopped. Uh, it's just, that's the thing of a PS4 cleanup. Sometimes you got to move on. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, rating wise, uh, pumped BMX minus gets a zero. If it was, it, you know, I'll tell you what, if it was a flash game, uh, free on your PC, I'd give it a one, but it's on the PlayStation four, uh, tiny troopers joint ops. Also, we'll give it a one, uh, with potential to be a two. Uh, stories, the path of destinies, uh, solid three, some cool four moments. Uh, this is a game where you're playing like a, a, a rabbit kind of, uh, anthropomorphized rabbit, uh, trying to stop evil from spreading across the realm. Uh, it's got some cool mechanics. Um, uh, I knew that game Gabin would go long. Uh, I even told the missus that, uh, I had such a large game Gabin that probably would be a long episode so don't call me i said to her uh no i didn't uh yeah so you play as this uh rabbit character trying to stop evil from spreading across the realm uh it's interesting sure um, but what i like of it is you'll be offered opportunities to make choices uh, moral choices, I guess, would be a way of of looking at it. That's not unusual, but they do it in such a way that you really do take a moment to think what you should do in order to uh, stop the evil and yet keep yourself from turning evil. Hmm, yeah, that's probably what they were going for, I have just realized. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe I'll go back to that. Uh, the Deadly tower of monsters uh i do like that title this game you're sort of playing in a old b movie would be kind of how i'm looking at it uh i will admit freely on this one that i didn't give it enough time uh right now my rating would stay at like a like a two like i, I wasn't having that much fun it didn't pull me in enough to want to move on to the final game that i have here um but if this was a game where when I was playing games, I would play every game to completion. I think I would have given it a better score, but that's not me anymore. Speaking of completing a game to completion, the last and final game, Abzu. Uh, this sort of uh, exploded onto the scene a fair while ago and uh, critics and I don't know if, uh, fans well if they're fans they liked it but i don't know if the the public liked it as much as critics did uh, i will say of these games in this particular ps4 cleanup this one is by far the best in fact it is one of the best games i've played in a very very long time uh it feels like and easy for me to give it a five out of five uh it is sort of a cross between a uh, flower the, the game flower uh, and, oh shit, what else was it? See, this would have, this would have been a time where it was nice, would have been nice for me to write something down. Flower, and, uh, maybe it'll come to me. Anyways, uh, you play as a diver, like a deep sea diver kind of dude. Uh, not like, like really a, what I would call like a human diver, but maybe like a robotic 
yeah, you're kind of an interesting character. Anyways, uh, primarily what you're doing is, like in Flower, uh, floating around, flying around here in water and Flower. It was in air and you were a petal. Uh, and then trying to turn back uh, the darkness, uh, to turn on the color, to bring back the animals, uh, the, the sea creatures, uh, trying to remove this blight that is on this world. Uh, the music is incredible. Uh, I, I will say, and I hadn't done this, and I can't remember the last time I, uh, I did this, I was uh, so focused on it that I turned off everything and just played it. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, uh, which this comes up fairly often, uh, I am a consumer of media to the degree that uh, I always, when playing a video game, will have a movie or, or a TV show on the go. Uh, one screen showing the, the movie, one screen showing uh, the video game, and I'll sort of uh, divide my attention between each. That's just how I can jam as much as I can into this brain. Uh, with this game, it was so sort of entrancing and beautiful to both look at and hear that I just turned everything off and focused on it. And I think that's one of the reasons that this game, like Journey, huh? I remembered. It also reminded me of the game Journey. Um, very much. Uh, was a game that so pulled me in that... Not only did I play it in one sitting, like I did with Journey, uh, like I did with Flower, I think. No, I don't think I did with Flower. Uh, like I did with Journey, but uh, at the end, it's sort of beauty of the of, of the story, not told with a single word, uh, did, perhaps in my manly, manly breast, uh, have a tear shed. So, sue me. Abzu, 6 out of 5. internet intercourse sponsor is the ring of foam the wear receives a plus five to all sarcasm based checks okay i got a new addition to the podcast listening repertoire and that is a little something called pod time foam corner if you listening to this listened as well to episode 400 you will have seen that i uh, dedicated that to a certain uh, group on the old Facebook that I have been lucky enough to be pulled into its foamy, foamy bosom. Uh, recently, a member of that posted something, I can't remember what exactly, regarding the fact that uh, she uh, and Pod uh, lovers and foamy members of this group had a podcast of their very, very own. So, because I did, uh, as well, I offered to do a little uh, cross-promotion. Uh, something I love of podcasts, and this comes up fairly often, uh, is the fact that seemingly, for the most part, podcasters get along with one another. Shocking. Uh, I, I think maybe it's the Canadian in me that uh, that really appreciates that the, the brotherly and sisterly love of podcasters for one another so 
even though I have a podcast that no one listens to, uh, I offered to do that and uh, was taken up on the offer. So uh, I listened to two of their episodes because uh, it looks like they hadn't posted one in a while, so there's only two available. But I goddamn tell you, if there's going to be more, I will listen to them. It is called the Pod Time Foam Corner. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I never write notes. I decided in a effort to be professional in this regard, in this regard only, I would write some notes. So, uh, in the episode, the first that I listened to, uh, what did they speak of? Uh, I, I should say it, it's sort of, um, could you call it like a stream of consciousness, uh, people, uh, sitting around on the, the Skypes. I believe it was Skype that they, they were using, uh, chatting, shooting the shit podding you could call it uh spoke of things like stranger things mm, the television show Ooh, uh season two in the works i do believe i have seen some things of that can't wait uh which turned as conversations will uh turned to things <laughs> segue uh to talk of the 1980s i was born in 81 so although some of their 80s talk hit some of my nostalgia buttons, I don't know if being born in 81, you can consider yourself a child of the 80s. Like, uh, would I have to consider myself a child of the 90s? But then by 99, I wasn't really a child. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm sort of straddling the, the whole 80s, 90s things. Regardless, I enjoyed their talk. Uh, they moved on into some anime recommends, which uh, it, it's nice that when you find people who uh, sort of share a common love of one thing, in this case podcast, you learn they have a love of other things that you love. It's just love. Love. Uh, so uh, they had some anime recommends, which I wrote down, uh, potentially. In fact, I think we may have in... Yeah, I think in movie... Did we already do it? I, I, let's just say I think some of the movies they talked about will or have already appeared in movie monologues so thank you for that uh lastly in that one uh, they had some uh, comedy bang bang inside references which uh that's one of perhaps my greatest loves of this group is that uh it's a place you can go and talk of things that nobody else in your life will understand uh yeah that's it in a nutshell uh episode two that i listened to uh, they spoke of Goonies, which is one of those movies that, uh, depending on who you ask, either stands up or doesn't. I think it's a fine movie. Yeah, I mean, my, my nostalgia factor on it I don't think is as huge as some, which I think is where a lot of the love of the movie Goonies comes from. Uh, this one had a ton of people from the group. Like I think it was like seven people maybe, maybe even more. Uh, they spoke of a various... Uh, spin-off groups game of thrones spoilers galore uh <laughs> people get pissed off about spoilers but somehow some way uh and i haven't seen any of game of thrones i'm sort of doing as i do for some things which is wait for it to be off the air and then i'm uh, gonna watch them all at once uh, yeah that's my plan with uh what uh, game of thrones that's my plan with uh probably better call saul it's my plan with some things that i think would be so perfect for 
um, binge watching, that's, hey, you gotta have a plan. Uh, so how do I avoid spoilers for Game of Thrones things? Uh, short answer is I don't. Long answer is I don't. But somehow I'm able to, for the most part, 90 some odd percent of the time just able to tell my brain <laughs> don't remember that you heard this and that usually works uh strangely enough I, I don't know does it say something about my brain control that i could say brain i know you heard this spoiler of game of thrones but you haven't seen it yet so you're gonna want to erase that sound of erasing uh, okay, so the, the timer's already done, uh, but I knew this would be a long episode, so what the hell. Uh, Nerd Poker, yes, finished re-listening to all 150-some-odd old episodes, yes. Listened to the live episode they did, yes. Caught up on all the newest episodes, yes. Fucking so good. Uh, Nerd Poker is, as it stands now, the only podcast where I have ever gone back and listened to old episodes. In, in this case, all of them. Uh, I could see myself not so much doing it with like a comedy bang bang or like an interview one. Maybe here and there I would. I think it's because it's uh, kind of sort of kind of sort of in the case of Nerd Poker narratively driven. Like I could definitely see myself doing it with the adventure zone and i feel like that would be a good one to binge as well uh but uh so far i'm digging the new episodes <laughs> poor poor brian posein i can fucking just the nightmare of emails that and and tweets and just bombardment of shit he must be getting for the audio quality uh yeah they uh apparently it's going to be the first 10 episodes or so where they only had one microphone he says it at the top of every show and at the end of every show and uh yeah the, the audio is horrible I, I will admit but horrible enough not to listen not for me but i, I bet for some audio snobs uh they will say oh god and and there is moments where it's pretty pretty bad uh despite all that uh the fact that um uh, uh oh shit what the hell is his name uh blaine kapatch is playing again uh that makes me very very happy he was okay as a dm not great to be honest uh but uh as a player he's friggin amazing uh, the guy who is DMing, oh shit, what the fuck is his name? See, this is why you write things down. Uh, he was okay as a player, but he's pretty good as a DM, which uh, you could kind of tell from his play style that he would be a better DM than a player. Uh, so uh, regardless, I'm happy. And once the audio gets better, I'm thinking, and I've never done this for anything because I always said, if I do it for one thing, I have to do it for everything. And that is become a Patreon. I think I might actually do it for them. Maybe if they offer some cool things. Uh, I, I don't know what they offer yet. I, I think it's only the ability to listen early, which uh, that doesn't blow me away. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Cross that bridge. Uh, next we have Comedy Bang Bang 8 year anniversary episode. Yeah, they are really kicking it up a few notches over at Comedy Bang Bang lately lately uh this episode definitely no exception 
in fact, oh, uh, yeah, okay, uh, may post another uh, on my YouTube page, uh, uh, Comedy Bang Bang, Would You Rather? Uh, they chose mine yet again. I believe I that is perhaps my fifth in a row. Uh, and my ninth time that they've picked my uh, Would You Rather scenario, so that was pretty fun. Uh, one thing I liked is, uh, watched, oh, well, there you go, uh, watched Masterminds, in which, uh, John Daly had a appearance, and then the day after, uh, watched that with the missus, uh, listened to a podcast where John Daly is playing a, a game in which I was the person who submitted the question, why is my voice so high? Uh, so that was pretty fun. Um, oh shit, did I just fuck my timer up? I might have fucked the timer up. We'll see. Uh, uh, uh it's an anniversary episode. Okay, uh, D&D is for nerds. Okay, uh, yeah, so what I've done since finishing Nerd Poker, getting all caught up, is I felt like I needed another D&D podcast to fill in the gap. Uh, I will have a podcast sort of on the go, as I call it. Uh, and what that means is I'll listen to all my normal podcasts, uh, throughout the week, download them as they are available. Uh, but that does not fill up enough of my day because I listen all day at work. I listen when I'm ever in the car. I listen whenever I'm, when I stop recording this and start editing what little editing I do. I'll have a podcast on the background. Just basically every spare moment of my life, there'll be a podcast on. Uh, so for that reason, I need one sort of on the go to fill in the gaps when there's not a new one available, uh, which I have now gone back to D and D is for nerds, um, a group of three, four Australian folk, uh, playing D and D. That's all it is. Sounds. If you don't like D and D, probably <laughs> wouldn't be such a huge fan of it. Uh, I, on the other hand, have developed a somewhat large D and D addiction. Um, so I fucking love it. Love it. Uh, so, uh, working my way through those, uh, last, but not least. Oh, uh, I didn't have anything non pod podcasty. So I wanted to throw in at least one, uh, video, uh, in this TED Talk title, TED Talk title, TED Talk title, really jumped out at me. Uh, it is the future will we are building with Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk, fascinating, uh, yet boring <laughs> dude. Uh, that'll be funny if you watch the video. <laughs> Uh, which I hope you do. Uh, so uh, just check out that TED Talk. Uh, anything where you get Elon Musk involved, uh, talking about the future, is sort of fascinating. Uh, like I feel like he just knows. You know what else he knows, folks? Segway. Is that it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. Buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email 
jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper